0: We are back. Speaking of. And speaking of being back, we just recorded three minutes and uh, your mic wasn't recording.
1: And it was all about? Ohm Logistics. So this is also Ohm Logistics. And we were just saying... That everything is Ohm logistics, even when you messed even up. Even when you
0: mess up, so I, <laughs> because
1: there can't be anything other than Ohm logistics. If you think about it,
0: the, it this is so perfect. It's perfect. This is Ohm logistics. Is okay, logistics. so <laughs> the synopsis of the three minutes that we yeah, didn't record good. for listeners was is uh, well. First, we talked about back in the saddle, and we're both from Texas, and and that's uh, we grew up being in and around horses. You went sideways on a saddle once um, when you were a kid and I did had to jump off the horse while I was galloping. Mm-hmm. I uh, regaled about the time I was kicked by a horse when I was about eight mm-hmm. uh, in the cat, in the uh, thigh, thankfully, because it would have killed me. And if it hit me in the head, and then I almost took it down the the rabbit hole of life throwing you off, of course. But then I was like, no, no, I came in with an intention (laughs) around this conversation that I wanted to chat with you about, but also really just uh, talk about for listeners as well, which is this term that we coined over the last two years or so, own logistics. Which you lifted off of a guy's truck in Bombay. That's right. While I was driving, I was in a, a, a cab in Bombay and saw on the side of the truck, Om Logistics. Om Logistics. Only India. Only India has that going on, you
1: know. Ohm Logistics, Ganesha stores. You, you don't see that, like, you know, you don't see, like, the Jesus grocery store <laughs> right. Right? in America. Or whatever <laughs> it is, Jesus Corn. Like, Jesus Corn. Or, like, I don't know, like, the, the Heaven Computer Company or something. God
0: Accounting Firm.
1: God Accountants. Only India, man. That place is, we have it on our money.
0: And that's about it, right. which is telling. <laughs> tell tell us more uh describe the setting of all of these businesses with with these these names
1: yeah i mean homage. i mean india is a spiritual country period like it's what it is it it in fact it was called Bharat long before it was called india which means land of light it has been the storehouse of the knowledge of truth and reality and self-realization forever for thousands thousands of years so okay now it's a big modern country democracy all that but that essential culture of india is that it's directed towards the divinity that's it and so even in the like we're joking but it's amazing even the shops and the trucks and the laundromats and the whatever have these
0: there's, there's a vedanta, names. uh corporation there's a was huge
1: that? vedanta corporation called vedanta resources yeah yeah yeah,
0: but didn't they ask? I remember Swami saying. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. The the founder that fellow um, took permission from Swamiji to use the word Vedanta. So so goes the story. I wasn't there, so I can't absolutely verify. But this is the the tale. He, the family is definitely known to us. Vedanta resources. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's just everywhere. Um, there's Gita. The I mean, Gita, for, Gita Press. You and, know, like all
0: things. for listeners but down to resources basically naming it end of knowledge resources
1: Mm -hmm. yeah they're a big bad mining company so it's not so glorious (laughs) okay (laughs) but um you know and they're controversial but it's more just that the the country's attunement is so much to that even like just on a subconscious level level for thousands of years that it shows up in the name of shops or on the side Mm -hmm. of trucks Dude, that's incredible. I, so I you saw, see that. Yeah.
0: And I saw Ohm Logistics and I was like, <laughs> man, what a great turn yep. of phrase. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I think it was on that trip. I got to the gate and um, I had not gotten my visa. Oh, right. Yes. It was that trip. <laughs> Completely forgot that I needed a visa uh, for India. And total idiot move. Get there and they're like, you can't board this plane. And the the long story short was, I had a layover in London, and uh, I was like, well, I can at least get into the UK. Mm. And and they were like, yeah, you don't need a visa for that, but you won't be able to board your next flight. I said, well, I'll, on this flight, I will. Have I told you this whole? Uh, s- go s- ahead. S- go ahead. Well, it. it quite the saga but the short version was then I was like okay I've got 12 hours till my next flight maybe I can get a, a visa in, in in that time especially uh, with different time zones maybe it's it'll be you know uh, daylight over there and I can do that and on that flight the quickest one I found was 24 hours but that flight um, there was rain on the tarmac so it was delayed amazing so my next flight, instead of being 12 hours later, I was like hoping to get a visa in 12 hours, ended up being the next flight was 12 hours later, but that flight was delayed by two hours or so. So I didn't get in until the next one was taking off. So I was able to go to the gate and say, hey, um, I wasn't able to make my next flight. Um, And during this time on that flight, I realized I need 24 hours before I can uh, Mm -hmm. enter Bombay. And and so I said, can I get on... uh, you know bumped to the next flight and they're like it's in four hours or something I said can i get on another one uh later in you know tomorrow actually called the manager they're like yeah it's you know it's our mistake we can we can do that for you huh. so they got me into that uh because it was delayed yeah it allowed me to get the 24 hour window to get the visa woke up in london got the visa woke up at 5 a.m checked the email got it great arrived at the airport at you know nine <sighs> and uh got you know it was a tiny delay getting into india and then in in mumbai on the way back i see that truck ohm logistics and a few different things that happened like that yeah yeah where it's just pure ohm logistics yep and even that mistake of getting that slight delay uh, that delay was what gave me the window yeah to not be delayed yes yes and even the delay of of uh just not having the visa, yep. got to go to London yeah. and uh, maybe adjust time zone wise a oh, little bit sure. easier. Yeah. Got to hit, I got a, I searched hotels by sauna. There you go. Which is a thing you can Google. Yes, you can. Amazing sauna. Nice. It's like a relaxing extra 12 hours mm. entry into the ashram. It was, it was amazing, epic. It was home logistics. It was home logistics. And what I thought in the beginning was um, terrible. And I didn't, honestly, to be honest, I boarded that flight not knowing how, I, I mean, in my mind, I was like, maybe it'll be three days, five mm-hmm. days. I boarded that flight um, not knowing what was going to happen. But in, uh, there really was total peace of like, it's just going to work out. There will be, before I had the turn of phrase on logistics. You know, I'm in the I'm in the passenger seat of It'll this sort it out. That's amazing. But the... Um, but yeah, there's so many examples where I think when I send you that om logistics, mm-hmm. I think it maybe you tell me, but I imagine it hit you similarly of like, oh my god, that's the phrase for oh, so yeah, many things.
1: For sure. It's it's there is a divinity that shapes our ends, rough hew them how we will, says the bard, and says the guru to us all the time, quoting the bard. There is a divinity that shapes our ends. Rough hew them how we will meaning we can mess it up. Even though we'll mess it up, there is a divinity shaping our ends, if we will, like you're saying, surrender and follow the promptings of our inner push and our conscience and our the things that we're certain about that may not make so much rational sense, but when you know, you know, you know? And that's divinity shaping our ends. So there is, there is a bigger, web of good influence for everyone trying to draw us towards the harmony towards our ultimate success as beings not necessarily it may cause you to lose a business (laughs) it may cause you to lose a relationship that's what we were saying before we started recording like home logistics isn't just good things. Home logistics can also be like, thank God we got hit by that truck because otherwise there was a, something else would have happened down the road, you know? And um, it may I seem... I think
0: about that all the time with my last company, mm. um, Tilt, and you saw the fallout of yeah, that and how yeah. it was very, it was brutal. It was a big public failure. Mm. But I look back, and I'm like, thank, I mean, I was surfing this morning. Yeah. We live by the beach. Yeah. And The companies that I run now are just so much more smooth. Mm. I basically, to use a surfing metaphor, tried to surf Jaws and Mm. I had no a 50 foot wave, I had no idea how to surf Mm. with (laughs) my first company. Yeah. Total wipeout, failure. Yeah. And um but we we were able to sell the company to Airbnb and I was there for two years, sitting shoulder to shoulder with the CEO there that I love, a phenomenal CEO and Brian Chesky. I got to be shoulder to shoulder with what I did not, what I thought I wanted Mm -hmm. until you see it up Mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. Drained out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Still working 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day. Mm -hmm. 12 years in. And I thought, you know, you build a a successful company and you're the arbiter of your own time. (laughs) You're the owner of your, your life. You're free. And it was shackles mm. everywhere mm. Mm. everywhere in that role and i was like i do i do not want that mm-hmm. um and yeah i'm so th- my cheney and i talked about we were talking about it two days ago over dinner of like mm-hmm. thank god that mm-hmm. blew up mm-hmm. and i remember qu- tears kind of breaking down crying um in my parents-in-law in their house in one of their bathrooms, while well, I just got it, a, got a, I remember getting terrible news in an email about uh, something we're working on, just co- totally falling through with this deal and sitting down, closing the door just to get some privacy sitting down and breaking down. Yeah. And I had maybe a week or two prior had been praying, God, please help us. Close this deal. Please help us close this deal. Mm -hmm. And it was like the last straw that I was praying that wouldn't break and it broke. Mm -hmm. And a few years later. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, God. Thank you,
1: God. (laughs) Yeah. That's home logistics for sure. Yeah. The more we listen to it, the more we surrender to it, the more we um, uh, allow it to guide our life. Like the louder it gets. In the Gita, in the, one of the later chapters, he talks about the role of the self, consciousness, truth, God, whatever word you want to use, in our lives. And saying that, I, I won't remember all the different words, but basically, uh, it goes from being just a non involved witness to a supporter. It starts to play a greater role, as it were, to the actual enjoyer, to the Lord, where it's like it. That divinity takes over fully. The more you listen to it, the more you surrender to it. The more you work in line with it. Um, roughly speaking, you could say, the the more you're working away from your ego, the more you're working in an evolutionary way. The more the more you're working in a an unselfish way. Mm. Uh, the more you're working genuinely towards the thought of the self as it crystallizes more and more and more in your personality through study and reflect. As you do that more, it's as if the divinity, your tailwind gets stronger. It's Mm -hmm. as if. um, So uh, it can remove some things (laughs) and break out some, you know, break away some detritus in your life that is no longer required you know mm. it can it can heal some stuff it can close some wounds it can take make you lose pieces of yourself that you know you may not volunteer to lose but now that you've lost you're you're liberated you know and um uh this is not the most logically proofable rational side of things that we discuss in general in Vedanta but I'm telling you there's a a verse in the Gita where he talks about he says that first it's just a witness it's just watching it has nothing to if you're living a selfish egoistic life it just enlivens it enlivens your life but doesn't play much role but then it it begins to as it were show up more and more in your life the more and more that you're dedicated to the higher towards the truth it's uncanny how the things that are supposed to happen that will take you in that direction of a reality of self-unfoldment it's uncanny how things happen it's just weird almost Do you know? want to know
0: a weird one is you yeah. said i remember chatting with you four years ago you might have caused this but uh four years ago um i'm gonna abandon all pretenses of how this will sound <laughs> i have no idea how uh Dorky, this will sound, but uh, you said I was like, you know, what's so weird is there are these little focuses of like, if I get this one more thing, it's gonna solve like that's the last thing, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's usually dumb, tiny things that I'm just waiting for an Amazon, yeah. <laughs> and I was waiting for this magic keyboard, um, for my iPad, yeah. I was like, oh, I just, just once I got that yeah it's i I love my ipad i'm so it's it is my that is my like uh you know f1 car that i like my whole job is is through this extremely powerful machine but i needed a good keyboard Mm. and uh it was like finally apple's doing it right i'm gonna get this keyboard and and i was kind of joking with you of like man it's like it's such a dumb illusion of like that's gonna i know it's (laughs) it's not gonna solve anything there will be Nearly no before and after in my life, but it's like five days away. They announced it two months ago, and I just feel like, wow, such a strong hypnosis that that's going (laughs) to around a stupid keyboard. And you go, uh, you said, oh, yeah, sure, you're going to get the keyboard, and then after that, it's going to be House by the Beach in Santa Monica and the Tesla. (laughs) I swear to God you said that. I said that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like.
1: This is when you are in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Oh, my God. And I was God. like,
0: dude, there's no. What would we do in Santa Monica? I, I have no uh, I don't interest in Santa Monica. <laughs> Living by the beach, that's not going to. Mm. That's like uh, maybe that's 20 years out. <laughs> and uh, and Tesla, I think, was interesting. Well, one, it's just known as like yeah. one of the best cars out there. But also maybe we had chatted about uh, like it's like no, I'm not getting a new car until we hit this revenue figure Mm -hmm. for um, for uh, Magic Minded and uh, and, but we had chatted about you know probably get a a Tesla. That was four years, five years ago. No way! And here we are by the beach, Tesla Tesla in the drive. And this motherfucking keyboard. And the keyboard, and you're That's all done now. So sweet, and I'm all done. <laughs> yeah. I will say there is nothing on my mind. But I was about to say you are kind of done, That's but great. but in no uh, in no profound way. Just mm. uh, materialistically, have uh, certainly that is like my therapy of buying dumb stuff. But um, that I'm trying to quell, and and yeah, there is nothing on the mind. There's nothing I'm mm. waiting on. Mm. Um, but. Man, that was some home logistics where mm-hmm. would this would have never been possible had that prayer been answered, yeah to stay on a thirty year treadmill going thirty miles an hour, yeah running a speed that no human can really run, yeah, um yeah. that sent me to the e r that was that developed intense depression around, and I was wishing for that to continue,
1: yeah, and what's remarkable is uh it, it just takes like a pause and stopping and watching and thinking you know if people like all right how do i get in touch with om logistics like listen to yourself like just pause like really just listen to your own nose (laughs) as it were and uh, it this is touchy because it could sound like impulsiveness and we're always talking about the mind and intellect the mind is impulsive irrational it's that which You just do things without thinking, feelings, emotions. The intellect is the reasoning, thinking, judging, all that. So uh, we're not saying be impulsive. We're not saying be irrational. But understand that deeper than all of that, there is an attuning, what is it, a divining fork or whatever it is. There is something in you that's attuned towards your development, your self-realization ultimately, your your self-development, your unfolding as a human being. And uh, that can show up as things that, so it's not just an impulsiveness in the mind, like oh, I should stand up and dance right now, you know, that'll mean whatever. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying um, it's a deeper thing. It's a deeper prompting, something that may consistently be there that if you listen and say this is the right thing to do and deep in yourself you feel like it's the right thing to do that's probably divinity shaping your end as it mm. were which is 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 not like uh, some old guy with a beard sitting in a cloud doing good things to you and bad things to me and whatever it's just i don't want to say just it's it is it is harmony constantly trying to find its way back to harmony mm. and and you If you go with it, you'll be harmonious.
0: I was going to say, it's like riding nature.
1: It's how it's built. Yeah, it's built to be right. It's built to be, I mean, dharmic. It wants to come into into harmony, into where everything is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Um, The ocean's doing it constantly, constantly moving energy around to maintain its thing. So we're all that, essentially. We're all that consciousness, essentially. And if we stay... Uh, aware of it and and listening to it um, it's worth it and you will it's incredible and amazing how once that intention is set deep in the personality to grow and to be for example in touch with um, satsang to be in touch with community to be in touch with knowledge it's just it's just truly remarkable how it comes to you. Like you get what you demand, you know? And um so all of that somewhere in there of what we're talking about, all of that is is ohm logistics.
0: Hmm. I wanna ask about what how do you how does one reconcile the difference between Ohm logistics and that that natural wiring, that that dharmic wiring towards harmony and so much of nature and our natures wired towards paradharmic yeah activity uh so much of the world maya being like this is separation from mm. divinity mm. but before that i w- it's i want to mention that it, as you're talking there it reminds me of this um of something that alan watts said years ago that that i I was listening to, well, years ago, he said it 50 years ago, but uh, around um, the older definition of virtue wasn't something you do against your lower nature, but it was more like the virtues of a healing plant. Mm. It is what's special about it mm-hmm. and and what is unique about it, what it can offer. Mm. And our virtue, virtue is what we can offer, mm. um, not... How it's unique or separate from how everyone acts, but it's what we can offer and go with. To yeah. go with your offering is, yeah. he talked about it as that's magic. Yeah, going with what you can uniquely offer. Yeah, and and use the term of he said you know the uh, magic isn't something um, supernatural. It isn't something strange, uh, unnatural. It is recognizing you can paddle from here to india mm-hmm. or you can put up a sail mm-hmm. and go with nature without mm-hmm. paddling mm-hmm. and um and that magic is knowing that you can put up a sail and mm-hmm. go with nature mm-hmm. um and knowing essentially how nature works right That just reminds me of virtue is sounds like there's a, a lot of similarity of own logistics is is not yeah it's not like a reward for you did something you did something good for god no no but it's it's more like, you're in harmony yeah you're you're being putting truthful. up a sale yeah and there you go it'll take you all the way to japan
1: yep a life of truth a life of satyam of truth that's it so a life in line with truth is rewarded by the totality for lack of a better way of saying it because the whole thing is set up only for that, to 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 push everybody to the flower of self-realization. The whole cosmic tree is only that, mm. is to end up with that bloom of self-realization. It's just what it is. Why it's like that, why whatever, I don't know. Because it is. Because it exists. That reality exists. That infinite, eternal, all-pervading consciousness, that's it. That's you, that's me, that's everyone. And the whole thing is that thing trying to get to its original nature. That's all. So to the extent we get out of the way, it supports. And that comes through service and sacrifice and
0: um, pursuing that. Do we have an active participation in... our experience the illusion to where mm. i remember uh listening to so much philosophy online uh to so many lectures reading so many books and and feeling like i remember saying a prayer about 2 years before we met i remember saying i, I god give me a guru mm. Because you, you read all these books of these great yeah. philosophers, and they have they have one, or they are, are incredible. That. But even the ones that are one yeah. had one. Incredible, yeah. And uh, and then a month after hearing that uh, Alan Watts is one of his primary influences, hearing him say Advaita Vedanta, which he you know was famous for always being coy on what his influences were. Mm-hmm. A month later, and and during that month, going into it with very light wikipediaing seeing which books i should order listening to a few lectures i'm at a hotel and i open up the drawer mm-hmm. and two things happen in the hotel one the night or the morning that we or afternoon we checked in there's a little placard that said yoga 8 a.m yoga for your intellect 9 a.m mm-hmm. and that was yours truly yeah yeah you yeah, um yeah yours truly make to listeners thinks i'm saying i'm pointing yeah yeah to just right now yoga for your intellect was amazing but then before waking up that next day uh and going to that i um go into the bed we check in and i'm just putting stuff putting like wallet in the side table and open up the side table drawer and there's vedanta treatise crazy and in my head i'm like this has probably been all over and mm-hmm. i've never seen it
1: yeah 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 but you'd seen the word recently, and but I'd
0: seen the word recently I was like i want, okay i' I've done enough going wide, I really want to go deep, and might as well go deep, and that and itself
1: is a massive piece of divinity whispering in your ear to get that thought well it was it was certainly like to say I've, depth over breadth I mean that's amazing to come to that point in your own, so yeah, how all these things line up for you to have been that's that you're defining ripeness, I mean it was just like that fruit of james was ready to fall off that tree you know Mm. bad and then it it has to happen it has to happen this is divinity shapes our ends why it happens exactly how sometimes it's better just like i don't know (laughs) like
0: just surrender i don't know how that thing happened but it happened well and like riding the wave it's like this isn't even happening for me don't don't think about it don't think this is so epic i'm getting barreled but it's like stay focused stay focused yeah
1: allow it yeah trim try to try to try to be with it mm. so when you're on a good wave and you're going down the face you you the idea the best rides are where you don't even feel the the friction between you and the wave you're just flying mm. because the board's at just the right angle and you've got just the right rail size for that wave and you're at just the right spot on the wave that's a it's a proper glide. It, it, this is the feeling a surfer is going for. It's like, I'm just flying, you know, there's no effort. Yeah. So you go with it.
0: When yeah. It comes. A, and I've, I feel like that's, that is when you're, I'm sure every listener can think about how they came to this episode, to mm-hmm. this very word. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. That Dharmic fractal that has, yeah, has guided each of us. Mm hmm. Because it is is—it is something like you end up in a bus stop. I don't think anyone at seven, fifteen, mm-hmm. thought that they'd take the bus to. Mm-hmm. Much less get off on that bus stop and be like, okay, there's something mm-hmm. over here. And that and maybe that's to what you're saying is there's that voice that's saying, there's, just hearing yoga, reading yoga for your intellect. I was like, I have to go to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's incredible. Um uh one of the books he describes the 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 self-realized masters movements as like the wind. It, you know, uh the wind just falls from high pressure to low pressure. Like it can't not I mean it, it the air falls. That's what wind is. It's just air moving from high pressure to low pressure. And in between you're like, oh, there's a refreshing breeze. It's a cooling wind. It's uh, you know, Whatever, but the the wind is just air moving from high pressure to low pressure. So when there's a demand, it happens. This is divinity shapes our end. We all go to the ashram. Everybody's got this story of some way Mm. or the other. Each one so fun to ask people these stories. You think
0: you're going to ashram, we're like. I'm an odd man out. It's so weird that I'm here and my family doesn't understand. But these people must have been like come from family. And everyone has a story of like, no one understood what I was doing, but I couldn't stop myself. Creation theory. It's like everyone's
1: got their own personal creation, you know, Genesis story of I was interested and I came across this book or I was interested and I was thinking along these lines and somehow I heard about Swami or something happened. I, I know a guy in in La Jolla, true story, who had, someone had given him, or his wife, somehow, there was a Vedanta treatise, in their house, in this like, proper study bookshelf, with you know, thousand books, or whatever, and it was up high, Vedanta treatise was up high, and he was like, in this, he got himself into this state, of studying, and spiritual practices, and all these things, and his own religious stuff, he was really desperate, he was just like, I can't, you know, can't figure life out. God, there's got to be something else. And he like did something and kind of tripped a little bit and like hit the bookshelf with his shoulder. And Vedanta just fell off the bookshelf and hit him what? in <laughs> no the way. head. Hit him in the head. True story. Picked it up and started reading it. And it was, <laughs> I mean, he's been to the ashram a bunch of times. We had a class in his house for years in La Jolla. I mean, he's like. a a hardcore student i mean he's he learned a bunch he's done e-learning a bunch i mean he'll tell you like there's like before vedanta in his
0: life and after vedanta like fell off the shelf and hit him in the head the the practices (laughs) for that we've mentioned before worth saying for for listeners the practices of vedanta is very very simple uh it is question everything don't take anything for granted and study every morning
1: yeah so and right so if anyone's asking themselves you know okay well how do i get this this mojo going within that me? frequency or- yeah you just you you attune yourself to that higher thing and it will it starts playing in your life that's all we can say you don't have an answer how it works i don't know either i don't have an answer i don't know if anybody has an answer exactly how it works but we can testify Dude, no one
0: it. can articulate how surfing works yeah uh, correct look- you yeah. can like you can certainly uh, fool a few people. <laughs> yeah, but the but everybody's like, I mean, bathymetry, uh, kinda, but kinda. No,
1: yeah, you can't describe how it goes, but we can say it goes. So the 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 what to do with it is just know by these fellows you're listening to now and stories of others that it works, that there is a divinity that shapes our end, and if you the more you pursue it. Uh, the more regularly you study and reflect and stay in touch with the knowledge and these podcasts can be a starting point. The books are a great Vedanta treatise. The book you found in the hotel is a great one for people to read. Um, well, you know, yeah, that's the, there's, the a, there's quest- a whole progression of what to do. Yeah.
0: Well, in that question, everything, then don't take anything for granted for a, if you, if you don't feel the, uh, the the pull to study just doing those two things um that ripens the fruit so to speak and and that don't take anything for granted someone could have easily been hit by that book mm-hmm. in the head mm-hmm. and been like what the fuck what was that yeah and put it back on the shelf yes yeah pick up their phone and yeah text someone the uh <laughs> and even don't take anything for anything for granted it was It's almost like its own Upanishad to dive into. Like, what was happening there that made me receptive to it? And that hotel, which was supposed to be a reprieve from uh, selling the company and being like, we should go celebrate somehow. Going to that hotel through surfing, actually. Mm. I surfed and done a surf trip and found out about Calamigos Ranch. Um, But the, uh, by the way, I don't mean like the physics. You can try to explain the physics of surfing, but when I say, like, we don't know what's happening, that feeling you get, mm. it might be a 100 years before we have the faintest idea of what's happening yeah. when you're in that alignment mm. with nature that's so rare for humans to be in. But the, um, going to Calamigos Ranch and putting my wallet into that drawer. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. and taking out <laughs> the Dante Treatise. Mm. <laughs> I've never thought about the mm. that symbolically. I just thought, logistically, that was really mm. crazy, but <laughs> not <laughs> <It is> symbolic, <laughs> and not <laughs> taking anything for granted. Yeah, yeah. Just hearing you talk about the, the guy getting hit with the, the book on the top of his head, I was like... Mm. Maybe there's more to that uh, there, logistics
1: of yeah yeah the ripeness has to be there. You see it all the time in in this work. This work is really just this work means uh, the nonprofit. Whatever the work we do promoting Vedanta, it's just throwing seeds around. We've said this a lot, you know. It's really just Vedanta apple seed <laughs> walking around throwing seeds. And it, it lands, it doesn't land. Sometimes it lands. Sometimes it lands in the most unexpected places. Um, you know, people will visit the ashram all inspired and then they'll, they'll make a friend come with them who's not interested, you know. And then that's the guy who ends up staying for 10 years. Dude, Rev, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, talk about like uh, not what you want to happen ends up being the own Logistics. Oh, yeah. he His own company goes south. In December of last year, and I shot him a note, and just completely out of blue, had no idea if he had any any interest. And Rev is a, as part of our um, Venice Vedanta Club here, and 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 so say, hey, in three weeks, I'm going to India. If you want to come, and going to the going to the ashram that I study with each morning, and and he uh, he was like, let me get back to you. I was like, wow. Mm. And a day later, he's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, that's awesome. And now he's he's the one that takes all the notes yeah. For, yeah, he does. for Venice Vedanta Club, sends them out to everybody. He's great. Exactly. So there's ripeness there.
1: Um the the divinity is shaping everyone's end all the time. It's there. It's next to us. It's Swami you say, I'm right over your shoulder. Mm. <laughs> you know? It's there all the time. That's what he would say? Yeah, yeah. I'm right or yeah, he'd be like, Yeah, don't I'm I'm just over your shoulder. Anytime we'd be leaving and being like worried about doing stuff and whether stuff will happen or not, "Ah, I'm just over your shoulder. So the it's a matter of tuning into it. So, um yeah, I mean uh and it seems uncanny, like it's some people are being getting more than others, you know. I mean, all the surfers in the world talk about when you go surfing with Kelly Slater, it's like he's commanding the ocean to send him the waves. And these are really good surfers who say that. These aren't like the average you and me, whatever. This is like supremely great. Some of the best surfers in the world are saying that guy is different. The ocean is like listening to him. Now, of course, the ocean is not listening to him. He's just so ridiculously attuned to he's that. He's listening to it. He's so listening to it that it's just obvious to him. The tiniest little ripple or whiff of wind or something a bird does to him is just like an open lane on the highway. He's like, oh, that's where I need to be. And the wave just stands up and he's off. And everyone's just like, how does he do that? He's, he's supremely ripe. For the for those mm-hmm. rides he's supremely crystallized in his in his uh, attention to that so our attention gets crystallized in the reality to the extent it's not just studying for for academic purposes it's attuning it's crystallizing our thought of reality every day this is what this is what brings about these, mystery mysterious moments of connection of this attunement to the divinity which is just uh, like surfing only a surfer knows the feeling we can talk about it but ultimately you gotta get a ride and then then you don't need to talk about it anymore you can't really so it's the same thing with life and this whole divinity shaping our ends and staying connected is attuning ourself to that and um then you can hear its signals. Then it's obvious, real obvious, like what should be done, right. what should not be done. It's a super bright north star in your life, and you just know. I don't know. You you can't explain. It. You're like that's the thing to do,
0: so you it's, do it. Like uh, we always always say, it's a manual for living. Hmm. If you don't, if you just want to stick to the practical side, you're, you're not interested in the uh, the profound. Just as the. Um, and the mundane side of things it's a manual for living to it it is it's so great after a while it's in your head to where you just like you have a situation open to a page in your head and you're like oh this is what i'm doing to cause it or this is the way to navigate this is the way to turn around this situation this is um oh this is what is happening or this is inescapable and could be really good for me, Mm. even if it is a broken back. Yeah, And it's a, uh, and that question everything is, how could this be good for me? Don't take anything for granted is, oh, this could be a blessing, some rest that's Mm. needed. Mm. And, but even that comes from the study that then reinforces those others. And it's, from one angle, it's almost like orient to, the higher ideal, a higher ideal, and the world shifts itself around you. Mm. And then from another angle, it's orient to the ideals in which the world is oriented to.
1: Is oriented to, yeah.
0: And then you go, you flow with it. You flow with it, yeah. How would you reconcile the difference between, uh, from one angle, there's a a view of Kali Yuga, everything's falling apart, everything is... uh, the. This is separation from God, this illusion, this uh, experience is separation from divinity and is built to spill, is Is not what is. Mm-hmm. And even nature's entropy of just things are meant to fall apart and reconcile that with the other side, uh, what you touched on, where now every, we're pulled towards dharma. There are not two things you know
1: the the it the cycle of the we the vedic cycles they talk about of yugas of ages are also part of that divinity shaping our end it needs to reset on a macrocosmic level the whole thing is born exists for a while peaks and collapses and this is, allows for renewal uh new chances new beginnings just like in a human life, if if people, it's like so terrible. The person died. Well, really, is yeah.
0: it? do I you mean, want four hundred generations telling you what to do yeah, forever. Yeah,
1: th- th- this is old order changeth, making way for the new. It has to happen, you know. It, it, you know, Alcaraz has to beat Djokovic, whether I like like it or not. You know, <laughs> it's like has to happen. Not one, neither it, the last twenty years. No one had won Wimbledon except for Federer, Djokovic, uh, Nadal, and Murray. Four guys. Really? 20 years. Wow. Djokovic had not lost on center court since 2013. Wow. He had not lost a tiebreak in 18 tiebreaks. But, okay, it can't go on like that. So the 20-year-old Alcaraz has to come and beat him. And this is the renewal of the sport, the renewal of tennis
0: And maybe to the outsider, it looks like Kalayuga and destruction. And to what we've chatted about, that is exactly what our intellect is yearning for. Yeah, destroying the distraction of X or I mean, my last company. Yeah, or Rev and his company.
1: Yeah. So if you if speaking in Wimbledon, um, in when the players enter the court just before they step onto center court. There's a, there's a Rudyard Kipling quote above the door that it says, um, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those imposters the same. Mm. This, is, this is okay. Birth is triumph. Disaster is Kali Yuga. They're the same. They're the same. They're all part of the same thing that's happening. That's what you're saying. So it's like it's not about changing what's happening, or it's just being in line with how things is, recognizing the truth. You know, uh, understanding you're a mortal being, you're gonna die. You understand? Like not like you're gonna die, and it's gonna be a fun experience. Like you're gone. <laughs> you know, like this is something that every philosopher should remember every day. And some have done it in a really hardcore ways. You know, there's pictures of guys that keep skulls around and whatever. There are, there are, there are. Um, what are they called? The Naga Babas, I think. The guys who live in the uh, cremation grounds in, in temples around India. I've seen it in a uh, few places, um, Pashupati Nath in Kathmandu, one temple, also in Varanasi. These guys live and cover themselves in the ashes from dead bodies and drink out of skulls and eat out of skulls. Sc- Why? To remember the, what is actually going on. So, okay, at the birthday party, when everyone's got the hats on and their cupcakes and everyone's, a part of you should just remember. Not be like the dark lord of the birthday party, but, you know, just remember, like, this is life. This is what mm-hmm. the whole phenomenon is. So Kali Yuga and all that is just on a macro level. On a macro level, all of creation has to reset again and, again and again and again and again and again and again. Just like we have to be born again and again every day has and going through to it, it has yep. to happen. And it's a blessing. It keeps it fresh. It allows for progress towards that ultimate end, which is what everyone's reaching to.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, that destruction, especially in here, I, I guess here's the synthesis is with, I think, ohm logistics becomes really powerful. Well, it's, it just is, but it becomes recognizable and powerfully recognizable when there is that break in your life where you're like, I, okay, I keep fucking things up when I jump into the driver's seat and think i know that's where we need to go this is how we need to get there yeah. i'm gonna get us there no one can get there get us there but me yeah and you recognize that um, you're not in control of much i mean control right. is a juvenile delusion mm-hmm. but in addition after you've exhausted if a decade or two of thinking that you really should be in control and mm-hmm. you're like okay yeah at least I can speak from experience where I'm like, thank God I'm not in control. Yeah. And everything good that's ever happened in my life, I would not have designed it, would not have known how mm. good that would have been, did not design it. It was mm. almost not involved. Mm. To where instead of like you're in the passenger seat and you have no control, it's more like, or at least the elevated view, the comforting view is you're sitting first class. Mm. Feet up. Mm-hmm warm toasted nuts brought to you mm-hmm. Well oh um, my well, god the pilot is is driving everything is mm-hmm. flying everything mm-hmm. and when that I, I think about that quite that imagery quite often uh, we've chatted about it before mm-hmm. but that is there can be turbulence mm-hmm. there is uh it could be torrential rain like you you've said before mm. where you recognize the torrential rain on the tarmac mm. maybe the 3 hour delay <laughs> but you're sitting there under that little blanket yeah. watching
1: <laughs> the latest movie, movie the latest movie with nuts.
0: the eating warm toasted nuts because <laughs> metaphorically the, your intellect is saying man there's nothing can happen to us right and and that I think that that synthesis is that it, it's, uh, can look, I guess, can look like destruction, but, and can very well be destruction in many forms, but you're sitting there, uh, in an internal state mm-hmm. that mm. is unbothered. Yeah. That is, um, that is so trusting that requires this backdrop of trust of, yeah, man, thank God I'm not in control. Yeah. And what is, is pure truth. mm who who would we want anyone else to be flying the plane? Yeah. And it becomes quite comforting, of like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to die.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever needs to happen. So I think it's a combination of knowledge and experience. Theoretically, a person could hear this and be like, "Ah, oh, I think that's great. Yeah, there's a divinity shaping my ends. Cool." But ultimately, it's. Um, when combined with knowledge, when combined with enough uh, experience, then it just becomes a certainty. It's no longer divinity shaping my ends is not a theory anymore. It's just you're like, that's how things work. Right. But uh, then you're right. Then it's a matter of confidence and um, being uh, always kind of recognizing your servanthood to that totality. Hmm. You know, there's got to. It, it shouldn't create an arrogance. <laughs> you know, it should only create like, okay, there's experiences that have happened, those miracles that have come my way to support me on this path. Um, let's be grateful to the totality that allowed it, and and how can that be repaid, and and how can we reinvest that? You know, rather than
0: you know somebody thinking self-aggrandizement. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's yeah, almost it, like I think that's be. where that where that the study is so powerful so that you can stay on the wave because catching it, Yeah. but then staying on it. Yeah, you got to keep respecting it. Keep
1: surrendering to it. Keep going with what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Keep moving with the flow, not um, yeah, trying to showboat or something. And the moment you right. do that, you're whipped. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it is. Which is, again, um, logistics. If right. you do it, and right. then you, get, you get waxed down the reef. In the middle of the way that you should still be riding because you did something showboaty. right? That too is logistics So you really
0: can't fall out of the middle of it. It's kind of funny, you right? Know? <laughs> yeah, you. It's uh, it'll just keep putting you there, keep putting you there. But it is a yeah. I think that that is that study limits the self-aggrandizement and mm. and can help encourage the self-annihilation um, and
1: the presence of a a, a guru in mm. your life, which mm. we're both. Very, very fortunate to have. Um, that's not even the word. Some crazy om logistics to be yeah. in the company of a master like Swami Partasarathi is just staggering because it just keeps not only it keeps everyone in the in the place uh, that are around him. It keeps everybody in their place and and recognizing that.
0: You know, and not in like a top down way, but like an individual one on one. Because you can oh, yeah. read the book, oh yeah, but context is everything and what you need to hear on that tuesday 4 yeah. p.m with a conversation yeah because i think people can think of it like a old school leader and followers no. and it has nothing to do with um, mm. a top-down thing it has to do with you at 4 p.m and what you need to hear and someone that has achieved that kelly slater of the universe mm-hmm. incredible attenuation uh, sensitivity mm-hmm. that then can say what you need to hear on a case by case basis that can't come through a book.
1: Right, can't come through a book. And and also just the living example of of what it's really like when mm-hmm. it's when it's all divinity all the time. You know what I mean? So it's not like we think we're the man with like a little we got a little ride on a little wave, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. Like you turn the corner and you see Slater standing in a a tube the size of a school bus at Jeffrey's Bay or something you're like okay 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 that's that's there's work to do that's yeah. the idea like there's there's there are many many steps more of uh of sacrificing to the reality to the totality until you become it and then um yeah, so the example of the guru i think is uh as we've said in various contexts is just Irreplaceable to keep your head on
0: straight for this whole process. Well, and we take trips yearly, um, and he's at ninety six. So, don't know how many more chances people have. Uh, if you want to join us, last time we had two listeners join. Uh, yeah. yeah, Rev and Aj. And uh, actually, I don't. I think Rev maybe only listened after I emailed him. Wow. But shoot us a DM on Instagram, and we can uh, coordinate. Your own own logistics to to the ashram. Well, thank you, Joseph. You're welcome, bro. And this is a this is a good one, Jordan. Always is. Woo! That episode was fantastic. And if you are digging yoga for your intellect and want to introduce this philosophy to your coworkers and your team. Well, Joseph and I are down to come visit, basically an in-person YFYI, come visit with you and your team. In the same way that you might invite a yoga instructor for a team-building event, we're willing to come to your office and talk to your team as well. We can do it over Zoom as well. It is, uh, it's whatever makes sense, but uh, we're even down to do it in person. And that is just in line with the mission of making this philosophy available and accessible to all those that seek it. Joseph and I would love to come talk with you and your team about yoga for your intellect. And that really comes from my perspective of running businesses for the last 15 years. And just knowing, man, it was about 10 years ago, I was running a 50 person company, led to a trip to the ER drinking seven cups of coffee a day to try to stay on top of everything. Um, Trip to the ER with a heart condition needless to say it was a very very stressful extremely stressful time in life and that business ultimately failed and 10 years later i sit here and and get to have these conversations with with joseph while running two companies and and a venture fund each day just feels like it's a hot knife through butter i have not had a single day of stress in the last six, seven years of building multiple companies and and multiple venture funds. It's truly remarkable and I know that it's not me or the businesses that are different than 10 years ago, but it's my approach to each day and quite literally to the start to the day because every day starts with this philosophy for me and we wanna share it with your team. For me, it feels like an obligation of sorts. And a loud siren saying that teams and companies around the globe need to hear this so if you're interested email us at this is the key thing email us at yoga for your intellect at gmail.com that's yoga for your intellect at gmail.com use the email address in the show notes and we would love to come chat with you and your team